In the UK, one in eight men will get prostate cancer in their lifetime. It is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in the UK, with more than 47,500 men being diagnosed every year. That's 129 men every day. Prostate Cancer UK's top priority is funding research to stop prostate cancer killing men. They're investing millions to find better treatments and better tests that can spot cancers earlier. Every 45 minutes, one man dies from prostate cancer. So if you can, please think about donating or fundraising for Prostate Cancer UK. For more information, please visit www.prostatecanceruk.org. With your help, we can beat prostate cancer together. Welcome to Social Dadding! Two guys chatting about life, life as dads, their kids, work, dreams of the big lottery win, beer and sports. Basically, discussing all the rubbish two guys talk about when they have an hour of male company. Putting to bed the myths the wives have that all we talk about is boobs and beer. Hello and welcome back to Social Dadding, episode two. Who would have thought it got this far after um, last week? It was a it was a great start, actually. We've even had some listeners. We eventually got it out on all podcasts. Graham done an absolutely sterling job. I think I would have gave up a lot quicker than he did, <laughs> but he got them there on the end. Um, it has been a heck of a week for both of us. We're just both sitting here looking at each other in the video, going, "Hmm." Are we really doing this tonight? But yes, we are. We're sticking with it. We're going to keep going. Um, and we're going to continue with Beer of the Week. We have got an absolute corker. It's not a new tested one, but this is tried and tested. It's something that we deserve after the weeks we've had. It is also going to have Dad of the Week this week. And we're going to talk about our own experiences with childbirth. Not personally. We've never actually done it. But well, I mean, we've been the extras in the room. Um, it's been pretty painless. We've actually done really next to nothing. Um, but that being said, we'll talk about what we both done. Both had very different experiences um, on all three occasions. So yeah, we'll talk about that. Graham, how are you? How's your week been? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Well, I'm very good. The week's been bang average. Um, just before we got started here, I think I was actually at the pinnacle and highlight of my week, which was uh, waxing my nose hair. So that's pretty pretty good way of actually showing how, how the good the week has been. Um, another week of working at home, um, kids doing what kids do and, you know, arguing, fighting, bucked heads and stuff like that. Muck a big egg on Albie's head. It was really good. Thought, you know what, kids have been really good this week. I'll go grab a couple of toys and also um, some little deck chairs for outside. Um, but they decided to use them indoors. Albie's at two and a half, so he's continually climbing, wanting to make a bit of mischief for himself. He took it through the dining room, and he uh, stood in it and said, Albie, this is your father speaking. If you climb up on that again, you're going to fall. That's going to topple over, and you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to be crying, and you're going to be sore. Give me a load time, Dad, is what I got in reply. Ten seconds later, screaming. Absolute screaming. Both Ollie and I came running through. Chairs toppled over, he's lying on the floor, rubbing the back of his head. He's cracked it off one of the uh, corners of the units, muck a big egg on his head. And um, Holly was the very maternal, loving parent, cuddled, made sure he was all right. And uh, I just told him, told you, I told you this would happen. 
and um, I got the biggest glare from my wife, which is great. So I'm guessing I probably did the wrong thing there. What's your thoughts on that? Would you have done anything different? Uh, no, that's exactly what I'd have done, and I'd have got the exact same glare off of Claire. However, unless it goes wrong, will he ever learn another way to stop doing it? Probably not, but... Um, you, I mean, you tell him that if he keeps doing that, he's going to fall and hurt himself. If he keeps doing it and doesn't fall and doesn't hurt himself, he's going to just think you're a liar. Yeah, that's quite an early age to think the deception in your father is you know, as strong as that is. But, you know... Here, look, I mean, he's going to have to learn it at some point, so... <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as a liar, maybe a trickster. I think that, I, like, I prefer that more. Um, but then, you know, 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, he, was stand, he took his armchair, um, the wee mini armchair, he just put it on its side and then stood in the top and started wiggling his bum at me. So, yeah, I think we're, we're in for a lot of trouble with him. But, yeah, the week's, week's been fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't grumble. Teddy's behaviour has been pretty good and that's that says a lot from, you know, five, six weeks ago when every single day was an absolute, oh, I was dreadful. The only thing I would say that I think I'm losing on is the, the whole sleep side of things and as a parent, I guess, you know, for the majority, it's not going to be any surprise that there is issues with sleep. Um, Teddy and Ali both share the same room and decide to wake up they take turns who wakes up first at five o'clock in the morning, they wake the other up, and then from there it's just a continual argument to get through to six o'clock, then we can get the Yoto box on to tell them a story, and then they get the Yoto box to play a little podcast of CBBS. But that throughout that whole time they're arguing, banging on the walls, just going absolutely bananas. So it's um yeah, so Holly and I haven't actually slept in the same room all this week, which is that was pretty great. I guess it's terrible that. and you hate it and you That's, really sorry. miss your wife. You're right, you're right. I mean, insert in the script. Oh, shit, I'll, I'll just cut that back out. What, what, it, what time is that? that? Six minutes, 20. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, so I, I took the bedroom uh, the last two nights um, and Holly slept oh, down. Nice of you. Oh, well, I'm pretty great. Um, Holly took the, the, the day bed down in the dining room, which is another side of the house. And since we've got such a massive, luxurious house, it's uh, quite wonderful down here. But um, Holly thinks it's haunted, so... That's uh, an interesting conversation you have to have. But, um, yeah, if I, if we didn't live like in a um, end terrace where we had neighbours, I'd be more than happy just to, you know, put my ambassador back on that's got the lovely speakers in it, put the volume right up and just ignore them. But, yeah, then banging on the walls, is it's not a good look and just, yeah. But we'll get there. You know, I can get them down by half past six at night time. They don't take much rocking and we get some of their night together, so... I say together, we both sit on opposite sides of the couch in silence looking at our phones, but I think that is the key to a good relationship. That is, that is modern day together. That is, you know, spending time together is, is sitting two metres apart, social distancing, on your phone, <laughs> texting each other. Oh, no, goodness it's, it's not, and we don't condone it. We, it's, not, it's not, and we do not condone it. We you know, have very interesting and thought-provoking conversations um, I'm sorry, I'm just reading this off the internet. Perfect relationship say, advice. That's definitely not what happens here. <laughs> I'm obviously failing. Never mind. How's your week been anyway? How's it going? <clears throat> it's been a good week. Um, just just not enough hours in the day. Um, we Molly actually had a little sleepover at Nanny's house on Wednesday night. So Claire and I had a little date night, which included Alanda's fish and chips down on Nidri Bens. Watch if you the watch sunset. Sports First Alanda, that is a social dadding podcast. I repeat, social dadding. <laughs> um, sunset disappeared in a good solid three to four minutes. So then I just said, well, what do we do now? 
So we had a quick walk and came home. Got a full night's sleep. It was absolutely delightful. Um, Molly's been home, not a problem. Today she's had a bit, she's been sick, ill at nursery. So they've um, they've sent her home, which is not so nice, but I think she's been home and she's rallied and she's been running about all right and eating everything under the sun again. She's uh, she's had a bit of a cracking week. She's been all over the place. So, yeah, she's, she's doing all right. Obviously, she's no siblings to fight with. So she just wakes herself up at five o'clock in the morning. She doesn't take turns. She just does that herself quite quite <laughs> nicely. Um, she doesn't go down at half six like the boys. She decides that, nah, no yet. I think I'll go down at seven, then I'll whinge for the next hour before I actually go down. But that's only on occasion. Sometimes she's... Uh, she decides to like us and let us have a wee bit of a night, but not too often, not too often. I think that's actually the issue, though. I think she likes you too much and she wants to spend so much time with you and Claire. That, that's clearly the case. I, I don't know why. We're not that nice people. Well. Admittedly, we're her, we're her whole world. <laughs> we're everything <laughs> that she knows. <clears throat> Hopefully she doesn't get too disappointed when she realises. Yeah, just keep her locked down for another 18 years and then, you know, it should be ingrained by that point. 18 years, it'll be perfect, she'll have no outgoing, she'll not be going out, she'll not be partying, no thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, blessed that I've got the, the two young men who will be raised very respectfully and, you know, be good guys, but um, I, I did worry about when, you know, Teddy and Albie were born that they were going to come out as little females, because I've not really had a huge amount of women in my life, you know, it's always been brothers, um, extended family, brothers on all those sides. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was a bit of a relief when it was um, <laughs> the old the old chap coming out there. I was like, oh, that's a boy, fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I I don't envy your your future next sixty years, is it that you have to really look after them? By that time, your mind will be gone anyway. Um, if I'm still here in sixty years' time, I'll be very <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> You've done it wrong. I have done it wrong. I have not tried hard enough. Um. <laughs> Oh no, she'll 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 be fine. She'll be absolutely grand. She'll be fine. I'm not going to overthink. I'm overthinking it already. No, she's going to be absolutely terrible. She's going to be an absolute nuisance. She'll be out from the age of sixteen, running around the town like her mother was. I'm going to be driving around the town looking for her, being flipping sick in a graveyard like her mother was. Oh my god, this is going to be terrible. Good luck with that. Honestly, I'd just uh, yeah. I'll I'll tell you what. I'll I'll join you in the car though. We can get a bit yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll still be podding at that point. I'm sure we'll maybe on episode five, maybe six. <laughs> You'll be all right though if the boys take after you on a night out. They'll be the first ones out, get absolutely hammered, and be away home but early. Absolutely not. Remember how they got home? No, take not maybe a forty-pound bag of McDonald's home. Maybe have like half a nugget. Wake up, roll on top of it, and then throw it out the next day. That's usually the the go-to for the the Graham Clark night out. But but a solid twelve hours sleep though. Well, yeah, but my wife's got a very, very good way of, you know, making me have to deal with the kids after a, a, a session with myself, which there, there's a certain line from how much drink you've had the night before to how you can bear with, you know, having a hangover and children. So you either go that little bit step too far, you're still maybe a little bit merry, a bit giddy. Things work out a little bit, you know, all right. You're able to play, engage. It's the one where you can't open your eyes and you're lying on the couch and they're poking you in the face and going, dad, dad. Dad, Dad, go play the dinosaurs. Dad, go put, uh, what is it, what nonsense are they watching at the moment? Coco Melon on Netflix. It's just, 
it hypnotizes them, which is fantastic. But my days, it just it runs through your head for the rest of the day. Oh no! But um, I, I tell you what, I'm a bit parched. Should we uh, get cracked? I was on? just going to say, I'm, I'm sitting here, starting to get a bit bead on it as it's uh, looking at me. I'm not having so that. This week we are with Vocation Brewery. We mentioned it last week. It is our favourite. I mean, you're not even waiting. You're just going straight in there. It is our favourite <laughs> brewery, 100%. And this is Cooler Shaker. It's that passion fruit milkshake IPA, which may sound a little bit daft for a lot of people. However, it is absolutely delightful. They've not ran this for maybe up to 10 months, I think, now. Uh, it's getting to about that. As, yeah, um, I think I bought the um, last 13 in the UK uh, just before Christmas, which I felt very proud of, but then I realised... That's it after that, so I'm gonna have to like ration them. So and and we've actually had no word from vocation when they are going to run it again, which is even worse. But yeah. it is absolutely delightful. So there there'll be no bad mouthing as G was were you, were you upset last week? Was it were you just <laughs> disappointed in the Omni? <laughs> Right, I'm not going to say I'm tight, okay, because I'm more than willing. You can vouch for that as well. I'm quite generous and I'm yep, more than happy very. to spend a penny. Um, but £5 for a beer, I was expecting big things. I, I do actually want to apologise to Buxton and Omnipolo for possibly quite a harsh critique, which continued on throughout the whole podcast. <laughs> um, Whistling back to it, it, just, you know, every five minutes. This isn't for me. No, that, that, that's shite. It, it wasn't all that bad. Um, in my defence, I was, you know, six beers to the win by that point. So, yeah. Um, so apologies um, if it did come across rather poorly. Um, and I've actually got some correspondence here from one of our listeners. <laughs> Who would have thought oh. eh? somebody's actually wrote in? I'm, I'm more impressed that somebody's actually listened, let alone just wrote in as well. I know. I'll take it. Living the dream here. So, uh, this is from Greg. So, he's saying, Hi, just wanted to say you must have washed your taste buds out with bleach before having this drink. It's absolutely delightful. Not worth £5, agreed. Um, not as bad as you're making out. Hang your head in shame. So, at least we've got one fan, which is good to see that, uh, you know, they're. Which, who we've already pissed off. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, unsubscribed <laughs> straight there. Boom. There you go. That's that done. He won't be listening to this one, obviously. Never mind. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Um, it wasn't the best uh, beer reviews, critiques, or yeah, just just general chat. And so it was a bit shite. I tell you what. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Cheers, Al. I can see you in the video. Just yeah, trying to <laughs> cheers you and like we stop talking and just drink the bloody thing. <laughs> I forgot how good that is. It's been a while. Ah, it's just delightful. Honestly, it's it's. The the milkshake word will put a lot of people off trick, totally. taking any any IPs, any beers that have got uh, lactose hops in it. Pick them up. They are surprisingly tasty and you will not be disappointed. Um, so definitely give it. I don't think we're going to probably hear about is this one as much as we did last week. It just took us 30 minutes to drink last week's one. It's not going to take that. Um, I don't think it'll take the cooler shaker tonight. To be fair. It's, um, but there are a couple of milkshake IPAs that I've had previously. They do have that creaminess and things like that. That's either brought by the lactose or by the oats. Um, but, yeah, this is just an absolute beauty. And I, I did actually hear back from Vocation. They um, they stated that if they are going to be brewing, it'll be in the summertime. But I'm not holding out a huge amount of hope that this will come back again. But um, a lot of breweries, they, um, you know, rebrand what they've done previously. So maybe it'll be in some form at one point, which would be 
would be delightful. Or we just need to keep on searching for another favourite beer, which I'm more than happy to do. Oh, there's absolutely no harm in looking. Um, it, it was in collab with the crate, so I don't know if they'll get together again and do it. But we can live in hope. We can. I mean, we live in hope every day, regardless. So we will. Uh, we will go for it. No, so, G, yes, buddy. let's roll back the years. Childbirth. Childbirth, right. Um, yeah, so, Teddy, Albie. <sighs> how was it? It was good. Really pleasant experience for absolutely nobody in that room. Um, you know, we'll go with Teddy, first of all. He was, um, with your first kid, it's, it's a bit more unsettling with anything going, you know, you, you're going for extra scans if all things aren't moving. You always go and see your midwife just in case you're thinking of anything. They're always more than happy to have you in, which was really good. Um, I'm going to mention a couple of terms here, which um, as, as men, as people, anybody, they sound horrific, but I'm going to go with them anyway. So um, Holly had a sweep, maybe like the day before Holly went into um, labour and sweeps her. I, I could not be a woman. It's the worst. Like It's so awful. It doesn't I've, never even, I've never even heard of... Right, you don't know what a sweep is? Please. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to explain what a sweep is pretty poorly, but essentially it's just breaking the um, the wall of the uterus, I believe, I think. I'm, I'm using my fingers there, but that's exactly what happened. Um, and it just eases thing on a bit, bit and get the contraction started sometimes. Um, and then the next day, Holly woke up after we'd been at the hospital and she'd had a, another term here coming up, her bloody show, which is... <laughs> Just absolutely. I forget you. You yeah, Claire had a, a C-section, didn't she? A planned C-section. She had an elect. Yeah, we had to go for an elective C-section. But we'll, we'll come on to that in a. Yeah, I just more. you've not had the joys of these. these uh, exactly. Terms. This is what we've had very different experiences. You, we've <laughs> talked about this in the past, and you've talked about all the time that you were there, and you couldn't really do anything. There's nothing I could do unless I could pick up a scalpel. Oh no, I'd I'd, I'd stay at the head end and just wait, hope for the best. But um. Yeah, I mean, we, we went to the hospital after, well, no, so Holly had a full day of contractions. Um, I was out in the garden because uh, we'd newly moved into the house and did a whole day's worth of garden, which absolutely pissed the wife off so badly that I wasn't there to see her needs. But the garden needed done. This was something on my to-do list that I was given by my wife. So done all that, came in, showered, had a wee nap on the couch. Holly's still having contractions quicker and quicker as the day goes on. Um <laughs> Then it got to about 11 o'clock at night and we're timing them and everything like that. Get the TENS machine on her back and, oh, this is, uh, we're, we're going here. So I drove drove to the hospital and um, we got in, got, got seated quite quickly. And as soon as we got into the, the labour ward, it was, do, do you want to go into the bath? Hadn't been anything we'd thought about previously, but Holly was straight away like, well, will it help me? Yes. I'll get in that bath straight away. So she's she's naked and then gets in there. I think she had a top on her, certainly like my top as well. So that's... Uh, ruined um she goes to the bath and it's you know it's quite nice we're listening to some music she puts on the um harry potter audiobook and i think i've seen the films once and the films are nothing like the audiobook so i was asking far too many questions i got switched off very very rapidly and then we were just having a shot with the gas and air in the bath just having the, having a great old time you know giggling away and the, the midwives all came in and they uh, thought we were fannies but we thought we were getting through it as best as we can so Quite a nice start. 18 hours later of this continual, like every 90 seconds, Holly was having these horrendous contractions. Um, Teddy was actually back to back as well, which was 
not good. Um, I'm not going to explain what back to back is. I assume it's when the mother and the ba- the baby's back are the same way or something like that, and it, it just means that there there's a an issue with actually coming out. So, um, Holly managed during the contractions to actually turn Teddy, which is phenomenal. Like this is some proper superhero shit in my eyes. So women are able to do anything like this at all because yeah. I look at I you agree. and I can see me in the camera. I'm fucking pretty sure neither the two of us could do anything close to that. But um, I, yeah. I couldn't sit in a bath for 18 hours for a start. <laughs> well, she had to come out for morphine as well, though, so she got to dry off for a oh, little bit. What a shame. I know, I know. I had some morphine. Do you want to run the bath again? Yep, get back in that bath. Oh, we just got to scoop everything out. Yep, please, that'd be fantastic. Let's go in. Do you want to go in with her? Absolutely fucking not. So, um, Holly's back in the bath again and contractions and then things are just aren't moving and this will stay with me forever, Alan. And I, I've not told many people this and I think the best time to tell anybody is on a podcast to, you know, all the fives of listeners that we've got out there. Um, <clears throat> the midwives got Holly to sit on the toilet to try and push Teddy out. And um, um, that they said it's normal. Right, okay. Um, maybe it is, yeah, yeah. I've not heard many stories of anybody having to fish their baby out of the toilet. I don't think uh, that'll be because if they've had to do that, you're not then going to go, oh, yeah, the, the birth went brilliantly. <laughs> we just scooped them out of the toilet. <laughs> Flushed it first. Uh, well, that's why we've called him Louie. <laughs> that's not even the planned dad joke of the week, by the way. Oh. I'm just having that one. <laughs> God. It's just in case uh, the next bet pregnancy, they have a cistern. Yep, cool. Anyway, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, so just so you're aware that didn't actually work so Teddy wasn't born in the toilet um, Holly had to get a spinal in the end of it and they, they decided that they'd let somebody who would you know I think they were practicing which I, I'm completely with you know everybody needs to learn and things like that but Holly was having contractions every like 60 to 90 seconds they were pretty horrendous the pain was excruciating and they just could not get the spinal into her back. And they were having to do it in between contractions. And then they were just about there. And then Holly had to say, I'll get one. And then she'd like tensed up and screaming. And oh, it was a shit show. But when they, once they got it in, it all went lovely and quiet. So Holly got scooped through to the theatre. I got to put my scrubs on, little hat on. Got to sit at the top, walking in there. Not a fucking clue where I was going or anything like that. And nobody was really helping me because, well, apparently I wasn't the most important person in that room at the time. That's what they tell you. Ta- dads, top tip. Any dads that you're expecting, you're now going to... You're nothing. You're absolutely pointless. They do not care about you. And if you pass out, they will do nothing. You're not, you passing out is not their concern in the slightest. And I was told that. If you pass out, if you get squeamish, we will do nothing. Our concern is mum and baby. So, okay, thanks. So I'll just... <laughs> I'll just stand here and take photos, will I? Okay. I'll stand over here, pass Haribo into your mouth here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got in. Um, <laughs> at this point, one of them, they managed to, because Teddy came out with four sets, which um, I'm not going to explain what those are, just big metal tongs. Um, but they managed to like, get him to a position and they were like, would you like to come down and see? And Holly just looked at me with her loving eyes because she didn't really know what was all, all, all that was going on. And she was like, well, if you want to go and have a look. And I was like, well, I absolutely don't want to go and have a look. But I feel like there's some form of pressure that I need to go and do it. So I did. And that was the worst uh, decision I've, I've made in a, a good long time. So that's another be like watching your favorite. Be like watching your favourite brewery burn down. 
Oh, completely. Vocation. If vocation, well, it'd be up there. It would be up there. Vocation is our favourite brewery. Um, so then back up to the top. At vocation. <laughs> underscore brewery. <laughs> we actually probably should find out what their handle is just so we can really promote yeah, it. Yeah, just so we can absolutely rinse it. I agree. Yeah. Um, so then got back up to the top of the, the bed where Holly, the top of Holly was as well, obviously, because <laughs> I'm good at this. Um, and they just pulled him out and he just uh, had a lovely gnome-shaped head and he was nine pounds, nine and a half ounces, which was Oof. pretty wonderful. And we were told that the second was going to be bigger um, as well. So we thought we we're going to get a 10 pounder here. Holly was less than enthused by this as well. Um, so we we're having growth scans throughout the whole time of t- uh, Albie's pregnancy. I'm, I'm just going to go skip straight on because the rest of that stuff after you just forget about, you fall in love with absolutely everybody there and it's just the best time ever. Straight to um, pregnancy too. So a little bit different. So Holly had been having a few issues and a few pains and things like that. So we went into the hospital um, and what they'd done was um, they checked her out, done the old scan and things like that. And they were like, oh, we can see a little bit of an abnormally, but go for a little walk, see how we're going. Uh, maybe go grab some lunch and we'll, we'll get you back here and we'll, we'll put the scan back on the little monitor thing. So we went and had a baguette. Holly was uh, kept on like wincing every couple of minutes. And I was like, are you having contractions just now? And she was like, yeah, I think so. So we went back after I'd finished my baguette. And um, Holly Did Holly finish her baguette? No, no, she couldn't eat if there was uh, other things in her mind by all accounts. Um, did, did you finish Holly's baguette? Of course. I'd paid what did you have in the baguettes? Uh, it was a tuna and uh, sweet corn, mayonnaise, oh. brown baguette as well. Stay that, healthy, stay the, trim. That's the, that's the information we're looking for. That's the, the <laughs> stuff we want to know. And had an iron brew with it as well, if that's, if that's of interest Ooh. to anybody. It was Ooh. pretty great. Um, <laughs> so then as we were walking back, back to the uh, birthing suite area, um, Holly had to stop in at the toilet because uh, she had to go there for a pee. And she had her bloody show there, which, and there you go, there's another bloody show for you. That's two in a row, bloody show. Um, so we just had to nip straight back. <laughs> we had to nip, <laughs> nip straight back uh, into the birthday suite. They got us straight into the, um, the room, got Holly into the bath, because uh, we thought, yep, definitely want a bath. We had a good time last time. Didn't get a shot of the gas in air this time. Things were oh. moving along a bit swifter. Um, Holly got out at the bath to have her morphine again because she'd done as much scanning and you know what if it was me I wouldn't want to be I would want to be on Mars you know I'd be taking absolutely everything but you know yep. Holly was trying to do as much scan with the gas in here pain was far too much getting the morphine in and then at that point as soon as the morphine was in Holly started to get up to go back into the bath and they said no well what ensued after that was one of the most <laughs> awkward situations of my life Holly started arguing with the midwives stating I was able to go back in the bath last time after my morphine. That is not the case. Holly was out of the bath for at least two hours the last time trying to push out Teddy. And then because that wasn't working, they popped her back in the bath again. Holly argued and argued. The midwife left because she was getting nowhere with her, which I've tried walk away from Holly in an argument and that does not work. So <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me and she glared at me eye to eye and said, you go and tell her that I am going back in that bath. Well, I got up. I went out the door. I went to the midwife. Holly's saying that she went back in the bath. You know she wouldn't have. I know fine well, because I was a, a spectator, the first one, that she didn't go there. <laughs> Is there any way we can, you know, just try and ease her? No, we can't do it. 
perfect. So I, I get to go back and tell her that we're definitely going back in the bath. That is exactly the situation. So managed to get back and I, I got back down next to Holly and she was in floods of tears at this time. So life's going pretty well. But that wasn't the only liquid that came out at that point because as soon as I dipped down next to her, Holly's waters broke and I was absolutely covered in her waters. <laughs> um, which, Another t-shirt ruined. Well, absolutely. The shorts were absolutely pissing wet. My, my shoes, socks, everything. And did I bring a spare pair of clothes? Did I bollocks? So, um, thankfully, Holly had other things on her mind rather than getting back in the bath. Labour started quite quickly at that point and... Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be scooted out after about two hours maximum from going to the hospital to having a, some lunch, which was up there with one of the better parts of that part time. But um, and then he was out at nine pounds two ounces as well. He was just a little piddler. He was he was tiny in comparison. Teddy was an absolute brute when he came out, and Albie was just minuscule. I was like, right, he's no coming at ten pounds or nothing like that. Nowhere close. But you know, we take what we can get. But I think um, yeah, the the whole thought of me going, yeah, let's have a ten pound baby, probably thinking. Let's have a solid six point five, and you know, still six, six and a half and healthy will do us fine. Thank you very much, Graham. Hi, just so you can go. Oh, big boy, ten pounds, catch of the day. No, Graham, fuck <laughs> off. It really hurt. Go away. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's my um, that's my stories of uh, how how we, my boys came into this world, um, and then just from there, it's been a breeze. Tell oh. me about uh, your situation with the, the transsexual stuff. So yeah, ours was um, very different. First of all, there was only one. Um, it was very different. Ours was a, a planned C-section. During pregnancy, not to go into this too much, but during pregnancy, we found a, a growth on Claire. I say we found it. The doctors found a growth on Claire. She had um, what they call it, a pheochromocytoma, which is an adrenaline-releasing tumour on the adrenal gland of the kidney. Wow. Um, it had grown to four and a half pounds, at about 20 weeks of the pregnancy, she went under full open surgery to have this fully removed. Her diaphragm had to be cut, her pancreas had to be cut, and her kidney and gland had to, the gland had to be removed and the kidney was cut, mm-hmm. all to take this out. Whilst little Molls was tucked down in the womb, cracking on, doing what she could do. So we, um, we quickly, I say we, the decision was always fully clear. Whatever Claire wanted to do was absolutely fine by me. Okay. The, the decision to go for an elective section, no more stress of pushing or driving on the on the body was um, the the best plan. I'll be honest, I I was relieved. I thought it was the best option for for both of them, hundred percent safest option after what Claire had already went through, including the medication that she had to take prior to the operation, which slowed down her blood pressure so much that it put the pregnancy in danger of a lack of blood going through to the uterus so that wasn't a very nice meeting with the the old surgeons and doctors at the hospital who i have to say were absolutely brilliant there was not one at the surgeon um, and the the doctors and that we had a whole team primarily claire's now used as a case study um as to the size of this tumor and her pregnancy stage so I know she's part of a few groups on on pheochromocytomas. It can be quite um, traumatic. A lot of people get panicked by finding them whilst in print. It can be done NHS and the the doctors are doing a fantastic job now with COVID, but they've always been doing an absolutely stand-up job. So they were um, shit hot there. So we went in for an elective section. 
as we sort of cut back to the childbirth part. Um, and we were basically booked in. It was almost like an appointment. So on the 19th of September at seven o'clock, we were currently staying at Claire's dad's because our um, house wasn't ready. So we're staying at Claire's dad's. We sneaked out the house. He was in the next room, didn't even realize we had left. Went down. We um, strolled into the hospital, had a bit chat, you know, cracked on a wee bit. She couldn't have anything to eat. I, like you, got the crack and scrubs on, thought here we're like, <laughs> guys, you all do the same. As soon as you get those scrubs on, and hopefully it's the only time you wear Crocs. If you're wearing them out with the theatre, <laughs> then fucking have a word with yourself. Um, and you rocking about and you're like, yeah, I'm the boy. But like I said before, you are absolutely nothing. They do not care less about you. You will have to be severely in danger before they care about you over mummy and baby which is really what we want anyway so that's not too bad she jumped up onto the table they stuck a epidural in so that numbs them from sort of belly button down and then started went to work about 15 minutes of actually cutting and screens up i was sitting up beside claire we we're just sort of awkwardly chatting away you know it's almost like a what did you talk about um, I, I think Claire was just asking, you know, can you see anything? How's it going? Sort of general, general thing. One week thing that the little machine that they bring the when they bring the baby out, they put them on this this bed with the apparatus above it. There's a little because we didn't know the the sex. We made a point that there's no surprises in this world now. So not finding out the sex of this baby was priority. So we ne- never knew. And there's a little knitted pink hat on one side and a knitted blue hat on the other so as soon as it came out so oh, that's cute and before we went in oh, oh alan do you want to uh, do you want us to set like tell you the sex of the baby or do you want to have a look no no you just tell us that'd be perfect didn't give me any jobs today uh, <laughs> i'm on two weeks paternity here love i'm fucking off i'm off of duty i'm doing no jobs um that message didn't get to the surgeon so the surgeon successfully removed molly no problems we heard a little scream oh dad do you want to sex the baby molly got lifted above the screen dad seen the umbilical cord hanging between the legs and thought oh brilliant we've got a boy said to claire we've got a boy molly gets taken across to the table and they're like putting the pink hat on her i'm like you don't need the the blue hat no no it's a girl at this point claire's kicking off on the table what do i have is it a boy or a girl you've got a little girl you've got a little girl and little molly eight pounds at nine forty-five on the 19th was born <laughs> and even little molly claire and i had two two girls names in the bank we're like right it's going to be this or this it was either going to be molly or charlotte okay and as soon as i seen her i was like mm, i don't know i really don't know i, I think michael I think charlotte so you thought it was a boy <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, we've got our boy's name as well, but I'm not going to reveal that because the boy's name is still in play for for the next the next child. It's a cracker as well. I hope I hope we get to use it. Um, <laughs> not to say that I'll be disappointed if the second one's a girl called Charlotte. Just, Charlotte. Well, I'll, I'll probably never get Charlotte. Now. So Claire's like, oh, it's so obvious what she is. Just look at her. And in my head, I was like, she definitely means Charlotte. So I said Charlotte, and then she just went, no, it's Molly. I was like, All right, great, great it's Molly. <laughs> Can we discuss this? No, no, it's Molly. All right, it's Molly. And then, then the rest of the day is a bit of a blur. So 
you go through a recovery room. We're sitting in the recovery room. You, f- as the dad, you then finally get a cuddle because it's baby gets put on the table, fingers and toes are counted, airways are cleared, it's all wiped down, everything's cleaned up, hat on, white, wrapped up to like mere layers on this thing, and you know, and just when the nurse picks it up and you're like perfect, ready about to take it, she turns the other way and walks to mum and puts it on mum's chest. So that well, fair enough, she's been carrying it. She's been carrying her for nine months. Uh, give me a shot. Get a rest. <laughs> so, but they, they do that, and that, that's fair enough. So, you, in the recovery room, you finally get your cuddle with your your little boy or your little girl. And at that point, then we started phoning all the family because we'd sneaked in. We knew fine well it was going to happen, but we never told a soul. Um, so we started phoning, and mum never picked up. Claire's mum never picked up. Claire's dad <laughs> eventually picked up. And like, we're sitting there, like, oh. Fine then, not a problem. We'll just sit here and not tell anybody. <laughs> so it was, it was it was nice doing that. If and if you are going in for an elective section, you don't know the sex. Try and get in yourselves. Don't tell anybody and have that first couple of hours to yourself because as soon as everybody knows, they'll be there. And it's lovely having everyone there, but you will never see your child by yourself again for about the next six to eight weeks. Yeah, it it, it works for. A- the best part and you know getting you to get some sleep or rest or get some stuff around about the house having the visitors in but yeah that only goes so far when people just will not leave um but it must be really strange i'm really lucky because i'm very diplomatic and i'm very subtle about things that's not true that is absolutely not true (laughs) still here and i I think it's about time they should be leaving i'm i'm quite um oh no i'm very direct i just tell them (laughs) that's right sorry i forgot about that (laughs) you're thinking of somebody else obviously but you see, I mean, the night before you guys were planned in, it must have been so strange going to bed that night and going, you know, this like this time tomorrow we are going to have a child. Like that must have been really weird knowing like absolute this is going to happen. It was um it was very weird. You know, we sat, we laid there in bed and we're like, This is gonna be the last night, it's just us two. And then I think we found someone called Netflix to watch and just sat laid there and watched it. Netflix we remember, and chill, you know, well done, son. I like it. Good night. <laughs> Still, still trying, even, <laughs> even at the eighth hour. Yeah, getting told to politely go away. Oh fuck yourself! All right, okay. Uh, so I suppose that's the other option. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> we actually have one more bit of correspondence, and this is from Claire, um, and this is actually from your Claire. All right. Um, she has asked, "Do you think women are the superior sex after seeing them perform such wizardry?" Hundred percent. Short answer: Absolutely, yes. Hundred percent. Next question. Because, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, can we draw this out a bit because that's the only question we've got because um, ah, all right. only Greg and Claire um, has been in touch this week. Oh, well, oh, oh, let's draw it out a little bit. Um, there was no females on her medical team that sorted out the pheochromocytoma, but it was all females that delivered Molly. And it was a female that delivered Molly and Molly is a female. Are females the superior sex? Yes. 100%. But that's even before, you know, childbirth and like that women are just better. Just, yeah, oh, I mean, hundred percent. Categorically, I mean, my yep. mother's a woman. Yep, yeah, that is true. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think we're uh, getting close to how, how long we've been going for. Uh, we started at. Uh, we have been going for twenty six minutes. Oh, Ripper time still got a few. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Way longer than that. Way longer than that. Fuck me! We've been talking some shit tonight. <laughs> eight fourteen. We started. It's now eight fifty one. It's at thirty six minutes. Cool, we'll you, want a dad, 
we'll carry on. Dad joke of the week then. Yeah, let's crack on. Let's go. Um, what will we go for, Dad? Now we just right. Let's just do it, and then hopefully we don't piss it up like we did last time. <laughs> okay, what we're we going for? We will go for this absolute cracker. <clears throat> I only know twenty-five letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. Yes, love it. And we didn't mess it up this time, so it's even better. No, I, I went for no second. Second gap, I no went response. straight in and out. No, you talk, it, it just worked. Did you say you went straight in and out? We were talking about childbirth, not conception. Oh, I mean, that's how it happened. Oh, I mean, literally, when I say I did nothing in the whole process, minimal, minimal <laughs> effort, maximum return. <laughs> it is maximum return. You get your lovely little daughter, I guess. So, exactly. Just before we go, Al, we've got some top tips for expectant fathers. Um, just about to go to childbirth. You've already um, went on one saying, you know, you are not important when you go into that room. You are there to assist, be there, stay out of the way. Fully a support role. Fully, fully. I mean, one, well, I've got a couple here, so wear as little as possible. It's like a sweat box in those rooms, shorts, yeah. vest, flip-flops if you've got nice feet. But, um, yeah. As little as possible. It is. I was in a full trainer. I've got quite hairy hobbit feet, so full trainer for me. <laughs> Didn't worry, I'm set anybody. <laughs> um, bring a snack bag with sweets, drinks, and anything that'll keep you and the mother going. It could be a long one. Generally, Lucasades and energy drinks, Red Bulls, this is probably the best type. Don't worry about fucking Anthony Joshua and all the boys going out. They don't drink Lucasade like you need Lucasade when you're sitting in that maternity ward. 100%. But do not give that to the expectant mother because you do not want to put caffeine into her body. So just for the fathers, that one. Um, and you are going to be in the wrong and in, and in the way most of the time throughout the labour. So keep your shit together. Don't bite back. And in a few years' time, you can muse candidly on a podcast about it with your mate. So those are some of the tips that we've gotten. Anything else before we wrap this up, Al? Yeah, I don't think so, mate. I think we've, um, we've had a good week. Next week... What have we all got on next week? Nursery's up and running again. Hopefully Moles is feeling a little bit better. I think she's perked up quite a bit already today. Um, and more beer, hopefully. Well, if we can find another cooler shaker in the fridge, I think I may uh, partake in it because this has been absolutely delightful. Um, in, but yeah. in fairness, it's been that good. I finished it about 10 minutes ago and I've never said anything. <laughs> Here's me savouring it like an idiot. Dear me. <laughs> Uh, perfect well I'll tell you what I'll wrap this up here uh, Alan thank you very much for your time tonight thank um, you everybody out there thank you very much for listening I will get this edited tonight because before we got started I was absolutely going to leave this to be edited in at least you know four weeks time feel a bit better now actually get to chat get to speak to my friend feel, feel a million times better now so thank you very much Alan um, everybody out there get in touch with our socials um, you can get in touch with us at socialdadding at gmail.com so email us any questions, any queries, anything about, you know, labour that you're expecting, anything that you want to know about or any stories that you've got that you want to give to us, more than happy to hear from you. You can catch us on Twitter at Social Dadding or you can get us on Instagram at Social underscore Dadding. But I'll wrap this up and thank you very much for your time, guys. Be good, be safe and be a social dad. Social Dadding.